Well, Brent is gay, gay. and Kaylin's gay, gay, and Clark is gay, gay. and Ryan's gay, gay, and Adam's gay. gay. It's Homo Superior. Issue 127. I'm Kaylin. I'm Clark. Adam. And Brent. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, so this week began phase two of Dawn of X. We had the first issue of Wolverine, an extra, extra sized issue featuring two stories written by Benjamin Percy, who is also the writer of X-Force. So this is a companion uh, title. And the first story was uh, drawn by Adam Kubert, who is a longtime X-Men and Wolverine artist. He drew Wolverine in the 90s, in the aughts, in the teens, and now I guess we're technically in the 20s. Uh, and then the second story was uh, drawn by Victor Bogdanovic, who has done some stuff before, but is doing, I think, career best work he right now. He was just uh, uh, pardoned by Trump, right? Yeah, I was just thinking the exact same. No, sorry. Commu- and you should commuted. kill yourself. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is, I wasn't expecting... I would like to be commuted from this podcast. I wasn't expecting this to be a DP issue, a Ooh. double-pinned issue. Oh. I literally did, I was, I got so confused. I was like... Was is this? Did they randomly give us issue two without letting them? Yeah. In? <laughs> like I was like, did they fuck this up? It's just what? a way to give make us pay a ton more money. Yeah, but it was two full stories, and yeah. um, one was, but they they both kind of had like to be continued esque moments, did they not? They did. So the first one really is sort of like to be continued for Wolverine. So the first uh, the first story is kind of a it's an X Force mission, it's and about, it's about yeah. uh, the drug that is being created from uh, Krakoan flora, and. Uh, I just want to be like, about? it's not Apoth drug, and it's not regular Krakoa drug, but it's not this drug. Like, there's yeah. so many drugs <laughs> there's a in lot the Marvel universe. Yeah, it's not. What's the one with the the X where they use the mutant gene? Oh, uh, Rush uh, or whatever. It's called. Well, there was yeah, there was. That. Oh wait, those are poppers. Not me. Rush. It was. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, I can't remember any of them now. But there's also, wasn't there Mother Vine? Wasn't that Mother Vine? It was Kick. 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 Rush. Blue Steel. Rush works. <laughs> Magnum. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, this group of mutant worshippers called the Order of X end up taking it so they could become more like more powerful. It, it felt a lot like Sublime uh, from mm-hmm. like the Grant Morrison run when you had the U-Men uh, trying to become yes. mutants and like actually graft on like mutant appendages on them to like get their get their powers. But also they would huff this thing called Sublime, which was actually a sentient being, which was a great '90s band. Yeah, and then the second story deals with Omega Red. Um, coming in for uh, Amnesty on Krakoa uh, and Wolverine, even though he's cool with Magneto, Apocalypse and Mr. Sinister, Omega Red is one evil mutant too far. Yeah. Did uh, he do anything? I mean, I know they're longtime Nemesis, whatever. Nemesis. 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 It's actually from Greek, so it's Nemesis. Nemesis that walk. Was there... That was Nemesis. Within their history, is there... I mean, like, Magneto ripped out his fucking. Yeah, they were like they were like basically it's like all coming stemming from Weapon X. Right. So, um, if there's an interpretation of Omega Red is like the dark mirror of Wolverine, mm-hmm. yet another one. You know, you have Sabretooth, Lady Deathstrike, you know, <laughs> several others. So let's add a Russian. The one. mirror shattered, and then it just became. You know, when they wrote it, they're like, well, like fifteen pieces, <laughs> like eight parts to one character. <laughs> um, I thought the second story was much more interesting than the first one. That's funny. I thought the opposite but only because i don't necessarily like my supernatural mixing with my superhero sorry so so to complete the story Mm -hmm. it's that omega red is seeking asylum wolverine doesn't really trust it so omega red sends him to uh france where he investigates some vampire crimes 
they end up getting some of uh, you know vampire the, crimes. the usual some of Wolverine's blood, which yeah. is exactly SVU special event <laughs> vampires unit. <laughs> right. yeah. That's good. Uh, that's what they wanted, and uh, Omega Red is working for uh, Dragula. Va- Dragula, the Dra- vampire army. The show on Netflix. Right. Yeah. So now, yeah. So to qu- I mean, I want to jump back to yeah the likeness of him, but just to qualify the story, it now appears as though Dracula can now be out in sunlight because he has Wolverine's blood, which allows him to heal against it. Yeah, so we got we got like a special... So we have another Daywalker in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. We got a special panel, uh, you know, a little side interlude thing that explained the different uh, blood types in the world and then how kind of Wolverine and vampire blood are, you know, their own mirror kind of... Uh, ability. So I know, uh, Adam, you started talking a little bit about why you don't like your supernatural and superheroes inter- intermingling. Yeah. Uh, there is a long history of uh, X-Men dealing with vampires. Yeah, I know, I know. It's Dracula just, like right. made Storm his Storm and bride. Yes. Yeah. That was Bloodstorm in the alternate universe, but in, re- in the regular universe. In the regular yeah. universe, too, in the 616. But um, what I like about it is that there is now a reaction to all, like to Krakoa yeah. being this mutant nation that like these other sort of, you know... Um, minorities, for lack of a better yeah. term, uh, are all become creating their own nations, yeah. whether it's a physical nation or not. And so I really kind of like that they're like, well, fuck, we got to all unify and we got to like go, you know, with one with right. one leader. We can't squabble amongst ourselves yeah, anymore. Deadpool's the king of um of the monsters the right now. Oh, is he really? King yeah, up in the at, well, shoot, where is it? Staten king of the Island, somewhere in New York. Yes, king I think that's Godzilla. Yeah. No, he's in like Staten Island or somewhere. I don't remember. I, don't, I don't like happen? the series. Godzilla like the won't even go to Staten Island. Um, well, that's why they're all there because yeah. they don't want to deal with all that. I didn't yeah. overall mind it. I think two things that usually stick out to me is power levels. Like, I it, it kind of adds some. It does create a good like fuck you to like when they like obviously we're reading Guardians that we're gonna get to in a second, but like. Yeah. There's the pantheon of Greek gods, the pantheon of Roman gods. Like, you know, like, so there is that Name another society that is always fun to like spite the varieties of spice of life kind of thing. Yeah, there you go. Um, but what is actually more frustrating thing, and I know that he's obviously been used a lot, Dracula in the Marvel universe. I'm yeah. like, that's where I'm kind of like, eh. like, I'm like, they're going to fight the wolf man and like Frankenstein's walking around. Like, I think if it was just like, yeah. if, I mean, they are all walking. Around. But I just mean like, if I just, I, that's where I think I find the disconnect. Like the vampire, the idea of vampires in the universe is fine. I just yeah. wish there was like a, a Marvel established vampire villain that kind of led the charge idea. Versus well, there's like, Dracula. Rather there's than a little, public dom- domain. Yeah. But right. Dracula's, yeah. Dracula's been the Marvel, a Marvel no, villain right. for a long no, I time. Know that. Lilith just, was another one. Lilith would be bad. Like it just something seems goofy about the idea. I love that her like fair universe. Mm-hmm. I uh, I definitely think. I, well, I think the first story was a little more interesting, also because I do have that kind of Separation problem. Of church and like state. he's a character from a different universe, and we're all just incorporating him. But the thing I did like about the first story was the continuation of the stuff about you know the flower organization, mm-hmm. the the flower. What, what's the Orcus? Yeah, not Orcus. The no flower panel or whatever. Yeah, the, the flower group that's like got an old lady or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then there's the woman who is going around killing people by making them commit suicide, like The Happening. Love her. <laughs> uh, but the thing... I hate think, that movie. The thing that I think was most interesting about it is that you've got this, you know, kind of CIA operative banister yeah. whose motivation is based off the fact that his child is sick and there's still a cue for people to get healed, which... Helps show that this universe, everything doesn't instantly happen. Right. 
And it still creates a good characterization of why you would still mistrust uh, mutants because you don't believe they're doing things fast enough, even though they said they would. All that's I agree with. Um, and I liked the first story. It just felt like, why isn't this in the regular X-Force book? Whereas the second story felt like this is Wolverine. Him, especially the interaction with Omega Red, it's like, I don't fucking trust you. Yeah. You don't belong here, is what I think should be in a solo Wolverine book. Even with um, the mystical stuff being kind of brought in, um, I, I didn't mind it as it's much. Wolverine. But it feels like a Wolverine story. So I think that's I, why I didn't... I'm oh, sorry, go ahead, Clark. No, I was going to say I agree with Kalen. I think the other one had... The, the first story had way too many ingredients from the actual main runs that are going on right now, X-Men and X-Force, that it just felt like this shouldn't be Wolverine's story. And it didn't seem like it was all about him. There was too many other characters that it was about. Right. To the so, degree that the other one made much more sense. Yeah. Well, that's what's funny is because I think, and obviously we talked about this before, well, I'm not a big fan of Wolverine. So like, oh, I think, either. well, I know, but like, and I get what you guys are saying. That does, that gives me, it, when you said that, I was like, okay, that does make more sense. Well, that's probably objectively maybe more the, a better issue for Wolverine number one. Yeah. As a person who's obsessed with the collective continuity and the larger story, like it's the, the re, all the things you described that like why you didn't connect with you as well is like exactly why I think I liked you it You want more. it to be a team. Yeah. Well, see with the Wolverine, I mean, well, excuse me. With the Omega Red and stuff, and then the Dracula and everything, that connects with what's going on in the Avengers right now, oh. which they're dealing with Dracula. And That's right. His, You're a good his, point. So Fucking it is Dracula dealing with... Dracula taking over the MCU. On a larger extent, it's also dealing but with also, continuity. But uh, also Abbott and Costello, ah. because they are connected to Dracula, are in this But universe. it's also the scene elsewhere, because no, the kid's holding the globe. Exactly. Yeah. That's oh, my the, favorite. The kid with the... The autism. Yeah. They're at the end, like, Captain America's going to open the coffin, and instead what you just see, like, a little, like, toilet paper roll come out and they're like oh my god it's dun, dun. the mummy yes it's coming coming next the, the funny mummy. the funny thing is that universal wanted their monster like like universe and like marvel's doing a better uh, job no, oh god it. yeah <laughs> you were gonna say something clark the wolfman no i was just trying to think what that kid with the ball the ball's name was like tommy west fall or something I, I, I thought it was charlie saint elsewhere it that's is just okay um i so did that's that's a drag queen name charlie <laughs> elsewhere yeah saint elsewhere was the hospital um <laughs> i will say both issues were considering i was very reluctant to want to read a wolverine book i liked both issues a lot so yeah. either way they take the series i'm in what, yeah what did you think of the art in both of them well so adam kubert like i knew what to expect like he's great uh especially when he has time to like devote to to the uh to the actual craft he does a really nice job. Some of the layouts I thought were not my favorite, but I still liked it. Victor Bogdanovic, like he blew me away at like how good it was. It reminded me of like early Sam Keith art or like Kelly Jones or some of these more like kind of like horror artists. Horror. Uh, Sam Keith did the Max. You remember like the MTV cartoon from the nineties? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was based on the Image comic. So like I, mm-hmm. I got a little bit of that kind of gothic, you know, vibe, which makes sense for the story. I mean, mm-hmm. it was gorgeous. I absolutely loved the yeah the drawing of this. As well. Actually, it reminded me also of uh, Mark Texeria. Do you remember him, Clark? He did the Sabretooth miniseries in the nineties, mm-hmm. and he did a he did a bunch of other stuff like in the nineties. He kind of fell off the face of the earth, but like like that, it was very evocative of that. I think a lot of the the uh, Bogdanovic, yeah, uh, his his close up stuff is the most interesting, especially mm-hmm. all the perspective angles where you're looking up at say Wolverine or yeah. looking down on a guy dissolving, you know, having consumed poison. <laughs> My favorite was the guy who burned his own eyeball out. Yeah, Oof, and he yeah. had this kind of ghostly galaxy like swirl in his eye. Yeah, what's interesting to me is like that whole issue. It, 
is like how you do dark art, serious kind of content. Because I think of like fallen angels where we're like, Oh Jesus Christ. Everyone looks so angry about everything. Like, <laughs> and they put spooky stuff around. Oh yeah. Look at the purple so, edging. So yeah. Brent, the art that you liked was actually Adam Kubert. That's from the first story, not the second. Oh, one. Oh, this is from the first one. Yeah. Oh, well then I like that one more. I think you <laughs> should just go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, nope. The second one is stupid. <laughs> all of it's bad. <laughs> I mean, You're... all of their eyes are melting out. Yeah. In both series. Yeah. Um, Brent, I would say you're probably the biggest Wolverine fan of all of us. Yeah. Um, what did you think really? of Really? More so than oh. me. I mean, all two don't like him. All of them. you guys say, like, every time Wolverine comes up, you're like, well, he's not my favorite. I don't really like him. <laughs> <laughs> well, Clark and Adam especially hate him. And Clark, I don't I, hate him anymore. I used to hate him. Now that he died, I don't hate him anymore because we yeah. actually could have stuff without him being around. Kroll's not a fan. I. Like I liked him as a kid, but then like I think Gambit became my cool character as I got a little bit older, and then I kind of got over all the cool characters. Yeah. I just think it was like serious burnout. Yeah, yeah. Like he was in everything to the degree that it wasn't fun. I you definitely got have Kroll, character, other characters grow. The Kroll Ghost Rider, uh, you know, over overwhelming volume. I don't care. I, over I don't yeah. care. It's just like it's, it's it, like Ryan's I here. see yeah. too many too much of it yeah and i think that i really actually like uh laura more for sure as wolverine um just because it's i think a bit more unique of a take i this is i mean this was enjoyable i but i don't really have a strong i hope laura becomes a character in this like a like a recurring character or a regular character as a wolverine hater i do think that overall with hickman's (laughs) run they've been or this whole thing They've done a good job of integrating him in as opposed to like every fucking mission and every storyline he's mm-hmm. in every like yeah. they've done a good job of that for anybody. Like you there really isn't a ton of overlap, even when they are people that are sharing teams and stuff. But yeah. I think that's what's making me like, ooh, actually this was good and I'd read it. Like i yeah. I care because I'm interested to see the none of the issues of focus on Wolverine, how he's feeling and what's going on with him. So that's right. cool. The next phase two book is going to be um, Cable, I think. And, and then it'll go into Hellions and then X Factor and then Children of the Atom. Plus all the giant size mm. books that are coming out. But speaking of vampires, Adam. Ooh. Adam, do you want to lead that segment? <laughs> I do. I, <laughs> I had my thing I was messaging over. Yeah. We got a new trailer for the upcoming season three of Castlevania, which is coming out March 5th. March 5th. On Netflix. Um, what did you guys think of the lightning-filled uh, Final Fantasy or yeah, Final Fantasy trailer? <laughs> it looks fucking great. <laughs> and it, I, was, it, I was about to say Final Destination. Final like, Destination that's not trailer. right. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think probably, I mean, I'm sure all the other trailers were kind of cut like that. I don't really remember season one and season two, but like this to me in, in my greatest like fanboy excitement looks like the heaviest like action anime you can just hear the electric seen. guitar going <laughs> screaming in the Metal. back yeah. I mean, they also uh, have so many characters that they built up in season two so it's not just complete nobodies that like the, I, well season that, one was fine so season, season just one was of a, definitely and yeah two I wish, started building and building and building and i think all the stuff they worked with there they've like you know zhuzh to yeah. the point where it's going to be amazing in not season to not to do on the spoilers but so but to close that, yeah, like I do think that they should have released Don't. season one as a actual like movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Because that's a great 
prologue movie, and then season two is actually season one. Although they wouldn't, they wouldn't know how well it would do if they just made a no, movie. No, of course not. But I know, like but it was the smart, it was the right thing to do. But it was four episodes that made a movie. Do you think it's, it's it would be Netflix? Di- it's like yeah. you watch them all at once. Yeah. Do think, yeah. Do you think it would have been different if they said like this is a movie, but we're releasing this, it in four, four parts? This is a four-hour <laughs> movie, folks. Yeah. Um, well, so the se- the third season seems very uh, concerned with the aftermath of. I don't really want to do super spoilers in here. So it's the aftermath of the end of season two, which leaves a kind of power season vacuum. Season two came out two years ago. Yeah. You can have some oh spoilers. Oh my God, did it really? Yeah, yeah, 2018. Power vacuum. Power vacuum with Dracula is dead. There you go. You spoiled it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so Camilla seems to be, I know in both the artwork, promotional artwork, as well as the trailer, they're setting up Camilla to be the new big bad, which I think is great. great. How do you remember her name? I, I like. I don't remember. I, need, I barely I, remember. That's the only one I happened. remember. I need, that's why I need to watch season two again. Yeah. Well, Camilla is also like a vamp. There's a vampire story about a character named Camilla. Like they came Carnilla. Like a, Carnilla. There's a Carnilla or Camilla. Carnilla. Oh, Carnilla, the lesbian vampire. Carmella. Oh, <laughs> Carmella. Yeah. Carmella Anthony, the <laughs> basketball player. Yeah. yeah. Um. But so lots of shit seems to be going down. Obviously, tons of power plays. I'm sure amongst the vampire league, yeah. the vampire no, nation. You're right. Um, while the three main characters of Trevor Vampire Belmont, League of Nations. Alucard, and Saifa all seem to continue to defend humanity because yeah. they can't defend themselves. Um, <laughs> fucking humanity. Very fucking excited. It looks beautiful. It does. So Dracula died in this universe, moved to the Marvel universes, Marvel universe. and like, you know, haunting the mutants. Well, and the same production company, which I'm super excited about, they're making a Devil May Cry um, series, yeah. which is, I mean, it's literally just Castlevania, so it's probably just as good. I hope bit. so. It depends on who's writing it. Yeah. I mean, Warren Ellis, actually, Warren Ellis is writing uh, Castlevania is what makes it so good. That's fair. But you going to say something? No, I was going to say you're right about Carmilla because Carmilla is in the Marvel Universe. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, Car- wait, she's like one of the Norse. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, on Twitter recently, there's been a lot of people saying like, give me five movies to tell you, tell me who you are. Give me five books to tell me who you are. Cena Grace, uh... Uh, former writer of Iceman um, had you know tell me ten comics to tell me who oh you my are. God. Why would he do? 10? Why do we need? 10? We don't need ten. So I don't even need five. I meant more him. Five is a lot. Um, <laughs> I came up five pretty easily. But <laughs> bitch, you love talking. About uh, Adams are coloring books. Ah. <laughs> well, no, I think it's the I think injustice it's like, number one, injustice yeah. number like, two. Like we were talking on Slack, like it's a very different. Comic books are kind kind of hard because. It's not necessarily what you like, but it's like what describes you. So yeah, um, you, if you want me to start, yeah, I'll I'll say like these are the five that I think describe me the best. Okay. Um, first is Berlin, which is the Jason Lutz's graphic novel that we recently read as part of our graphic novel brunch club. So good. If you have not read it, please read that. Uh, it's about the Weimar Republic, uh, and like reading about stories about societies right before the fall is really up my alley. Mm-hmm. Second is V for Vendetta, uh, which I read back in the 90s originally, and it kind of formed my early political beliefs, which was, I guess, I was much more radicalized than I am now. Three is Planetary, uh, written by uh, Warren Ellis and drawn by John Cassidy. John Cassidy did Astonishing X-Men with uh, Joss Whedon back in the 2000s, and it was all about these archaeologists that ended up like um, exploring different genre tropes in the Wildstorm universe. Uh, four. It's Hox and Pox, actually. Um, really? Yeah. Ooh. Because it is about revitalizing a uh, a brand that a lot of people thought was tired and old and fi- somebody just finding a new spin on it to make it exciting again. Uh, 
Hmm. And last, it's Phonogram by Kieran Gillen and uh, Jamie McKelvey. They did that was their big story or big comic. Oh, before, I remember. It. Yeah, before uh, Wiccan Divine and Young Avengers, and it's all about uh, magicians who are all about music. And so the way they talk about music, uh, it's just like me, you know, being a DJ uh, uh, on the side, as well as just loving music in general. It just completely like describes who I am. So hmm. those are five books I have. Cool. What do you got, Clark? No, you can go. No, please don't make me go. Next. I can go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so these are like almost less so who I am, but more how I see the world. So Scott Pilgrim versus the world is tremendously up there. I would think. I think that's fair. <laughs> it's like, I almost put that on mine too. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, entire world's a video game. It's just like every. A lot of these are just like how I constantly create like weird narratives or like use media to perceive and interpret like regular events. Like, yeah. you know what? Obviously you're not supposed to do that. It's probably slight uh, like detachment, but, yeah. um, Innsmouth was actually something we read for our comic book brunch club, but mostly due to the wacky and I think inclusive nature of my like personality and life. I hope it's but, a lighthearted take on a dark, on dark. a traditionally much darker subject. Right. Exactly. Which is, do you want to describe Innsmouth? Just yeah. For a so it's basically, um, the woman Megan James wrote, uh, essentially a six issue mini series, uh, about how the, um, about, uh, Eldritch Horror. So HP Lovecraft yeah. lore. Yeah. And, but making it far more inclusive and obviously calling out the fact that Lovecraft was a huge fucking racist. I didn't realize until she pointed it out was that, uh, Lovecraft also basically said like anything you want to add to the canon counts as canon. Yeah, he moved very quickly to get yeah. everything into public domain and like and that's I guess that's the one good thing he did. Maybe he realized how horrible he was as a person. He's like a racist said, Stan Lee. Right. Add to yeah. it, add to it, add to it. Um I actually did Iceman just because I probably could have done like Iceman or Spider Man because I do think that like Everything for me is a quip, even if I'm not nearly as funny as them. The scenic race, Ice Man. Yeah, I mean, the gay one, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but like, I, yeah, like I definitely, I don't consider myself fourth wall breaking enough, like a Deadpool, but definitely enough where everything to me is like a joke. <laughs> Why well, just mean like? No, I just <laughs> think it's a funny paradigm. I never thought about. What degree are you a fourth? How wall do you break person? a fourth wall? Yeah. yeah, I don't talk to myself while I'm doing. You things. are kind of a Bugs Bunny type. Yeah, I, hey, I appreciate that. But you're that. probably wondering how I got here, right? <laughs> Um, this one like kind of just came to me cause I was like looking mostly at a long list on my, uh, in my closet gunsmith cats. And I think it's because, oh. uh, mainly the, f- the main character rally. I like the idea that like she's focused, but also pretty like goofy, but likes to be the best of what she does. There's also lots of sex in it, I guess. I don't really do that. Uh, and then Earth World, <laughs> even though I didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> you don't really do that. I don't really do sex. Uh, <laughs> and then Earth World, which is one of Brent's favorite books. I love it. I, it's, which is a story about a, you know, kind of like an oafish nerd being transported into a game, a strategic role-playing game, essentially. That, But he's like a master of his domain because he's the only person within the game that understands how the game can work. And that's how he strategizes. And the reason why it was just really interesting to me is because, again, it just pers- plays back to like the cartoonish and like interesting way I see the world and like how I just apply systems that I enjoy onto what I do every day. I would have picked Earth World for mine because I really think it's got really amazing world building, and that's a thing that I just love. However, I also recognize I don't think in that game based kind of strategy. <laughs> Like, you you'd be pissed because none of it works like reality. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, "What do you mean you can only move twice?" Yeah, this Just is move stupid. again. Let me move again. <laughs> yeah. um, obviously, I picked uh, Swamp Thing 
The um, Alan Moore run. Yeah, the Alan Moore run. Any Frankenstein's monster type cerebral story I'm going to love. Mm-hmm. Um, I also picked Calvin and Hobbes uh, by Bill Waterson. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so formative. You're a piece like that. of shit. Oh, he was a piece of shit? No, you. Oh, oh, because that was on your yeah. list? Yes. Uh, we have to cross those off, and then we don't <laughs> get points <laughs> yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, negative. Um, Upgrade Soul. I think it's a it's oh, a wow, yeah. it's a story about trying to extend your life and uh, the horrible, you know, scientific ramifications of doing that, engaging that kind of process. Mm-hmm. But it's a very simple, confined story. Um, so it explores a lot about humanity and uh, sci-fi. Uh, instead of Earthworld, I decided to throw in The Dark Knight Returns. Um, I think that it's uh, always. It's a story about, you know, Batman set further in in the future where he's a little bit older. Mm -hmm. He's more grizzled. And obviously that kind of like lone cowboy trying to make it happen doesn't uh, always work out super well. And so there's a kind of certain finality to that kind of story that I enjoy. Yeah. And then the last one is East of West by Jonathan Hickman. I almost picked that one. I I just think that's it's perfect. It's a wonderful uh uh, kind of cowboy sci-fi future. What does that have to do with you? Nothing, <laughs> except for the fact that if you read that, you will know a lot about what I like. Okay, I see. What about you, Clark? Uh, mine. It starts off with Peter David's X Factor, the Triple X Investigations run. Mm-hmm. Just because I like lots of characters, lots of weird. I like weird. I like just the soap opera style interactions between everybody. That also is about kind of learning who you are or learning the world around you. Mm-hmm. Um, Calvin and Hobbes, that bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just love to go back to some sort of sense of wonder kind of thing and figuring out your childhood and your life and what that means to you and what. We all have a yeah, yeah. tiger. It, it had a lot and I love more a good maturity and it also, certainly. it never, it ne- I don't feel like there was really any point that it kind of jumped the shark as storytelling goes. Yeah. No. Do you remember that week of the, the raccoon episode issues yes dark depressing so, dark. so depressing but so good I never i don't think i remember it's that. a story about calvin finding a dying raccoon and then him trying to resuscitate it and it oh, dies and it dies jesus christ and so he has start to, crying he has to come to terms with that it's really good yeah um journey to mystery I, um when loki was it was when loki was child loki yeah I just liked him having to like play off against who he was, who he is. Is he good? Is he bad? Is he this? Is he that? Yeah. Who, who wrote that one? Kieran Gillen. Yeah. Okay. Um. Shoot. Okay. What was my other one? Um. So this one. Uh. Shoot. I just lost it in my head. Uh. J- no. No. Okay. Give this, us clues. This, we'll this is kind of a cheat, <laughs> yeah. but I'm sticking with it. Sounds um, like. Do you remember Homestar Runner? Homestyle yes. Homestar one oh um, get the So guide. it's kind of an it's kind of an animation, but just the same. Muzzy I'm still bang. calling it a comic because it looks like it's fucking drawn on a piece of paper immediately. Do you remember Teen Girl Squad? Yeah. Teen Girl Squad, Teen Girl Squad is is like what my favorite. What the fuck are y'all talking You've about? Never. I have never heard of it. You don't know what Homestyle One O is. He was already like thirty five by the time it came oh, out. Oh no. <laughs> Clark and I are like the same age. Practically. Teen Girl Squad. I want to make out with all the boys. Arrow. Arrow. <laughs> I feel like I'm having a stroke. So and so. I literally, face? The, the ugly one. one. I literally just watched all of them about a week ago. Oh, my God. And so they hold good. up so hard. And I just absolutely love it. It's. Hey, you're gross. I don't want to kiss you. 
<laughs> anyway, we'll show you one of these after the podcast. Is that, do you have another one? Oh, there? and then um, the there were these prequel comics called Creation Myths was a series um for uh, Dark Dark Crystal, and I just love world building. I love trying to yeah. like I love history. I love all this kind of you know, just how things were created to get to this point, which is why I like dramaturgy so much. Uh, well, Ryan Kroll is not with us right now, but he did give me his five. Yeah. So uh, he had Runaways, which I'm assuming is the Brian K. Uh, Vaughn I run. I was yeah. almost going to pick that. No, yeah. he means a n- n- recent one. Ugh. He means the John Bon Jovi song. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, he picked Next Wave, which is also mm-hmm. written by Warren Ellis. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, Stuart, Stuart and Monin, it's wonderful. Um, like you, Adam, he picked Scott Pilgrim versus yeah, the Yeah, uh, minus totally a point for you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he did New X Men, but I don't think it's the Grant Morrison New X Men. No. I think it's the uh, like the Next Class New X Men. Probably, yeah. Um, I feel like it's just the um, what was it's just X Men. He means like the X- Resurrection series because he's terrible. What? I was no, oh, X Men no. Blue and Gold yeah. and oh, yeah, the yeah, shitty yeah. run of Cable. Yeah. Uh, no, it's the I think it's the one that Chris Yost did and Craig Kyle did. Mm-hmm. I think that's their names. And then he did uh, the, which I'm actually a huge fan of, the Australian Outback uh, Era of Uncanny X-Men. Uh, he's, he always talks about that. But has, is he Australian? Like, I'm like, I'm like, does put it another ship on the Bobby. That doesn't tell me does, anything about Crawl. Doesn't it? Like, if you compare that to other X-Men stories, and I've never read it, but How to crazy. me it seems fucking Costumes weird. Just weird. an idiot yeah. sitting yeah. around in the... It is such an interesting era of the x-men because they are literally Nothing on like ryan so they're yeah exactly <laughs> they're on the run and they're like nowhere to be found like the world thinks that they're dead and they're like sort of just operating in the shadows which makes me hope that ryan crawl is dead and he just is operating out of the shadows he just wants us to think he's dead yeah oh god was that his fifth one uh th- that's five right oh, yeah, okay. scott pilgrim next wave his choices were stupid um well he's stupid and he can't defend i actually himself. have a qu- question i know we don't necessarily have time to get off mm-hmm. topic but yeah. Uh, Clark, were you ever interested in like Lord of the Rings? Um, when I was a kid, I was really interested. Well, I, obviously there's a connection, but um, the Chronicles of Narnia were what I was into when I was a kid. Oh, okay. okay. I and then you found out they were super love. Christian and you didn't like them anymore. No, I still like them. Oh, okay. Like the idea that Tolkien wrote so many books just to explain the history of 15 oh, yeah. languages he created seems like it's very much up Clark's alley. And what, then the Peter simil- Jackson, the, yeah, the simil- Similarian. Similarian? Yeah. Samarillion. Samarillion, yeah. Samarillion. Samarillion. Samarillion is something sounds pretty Similarian. <laughs> uh, and then Peter Jackson made a whole, like, fucking trilogy out of it. Yeah. yeah. Including The Hobbit. Um, but I know, Clark, you're a big fan of Bone. Uh, yes. Jeff Smith uh, yeah, graphic yeah. novel, which is absolutely amazing. It's like Walt Disney presents Lord of the Rings. Uh, we mentioned oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really good. It's so good. I think it's time for news flash, 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 flash. So I mentioned earlier the giant size X Men books are coming out. They've got one for Jean Grey and Emma Frost. They've got a Nightcrawler one. They got a Magneto one. The final one will be Adam's favorite. It's Storm. 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 Storm Runner. Storm Runner. Storm, Storm Runner. <laughs> um, and it's going to be drawn by Russell Dodderman, who uh, drew the um, War of the Realms miniseries and was a Thor artist. Oh. Like, beautiful, beautiful artist. I think he's also doing the Jean Grey Emma Frost one, too. Yeah. And oh, it sounds like Storm's going to be. excited for all of these. Yeah. As like a, an actual third in the Jean and Emma. So, like, it'll be a nice start. Because they were like. We didn't actually mean only one person per issue, and now they're like giving. It sounds like they're gonna like expand upon that, which is good. I think it's like there's so many characters in these regular issues that are doing wonderful and interesting things, including Storm, which we'll talk about Marauders later. But yeah, 
it's nice to be able to like, I think that was the thing about what you guys probably enjoyed about the Wolver the second Wolverine issue, which was like, it's a story. It's like a, it's their story. Exactly. Yeah. It feels very much like it belongs in their universe, Can their ask, world. Maybe we've talked about it before. We probably have, but why are they called giant size? So giant size X-Men was the uh, one shot that kicked off the group of the X-Men with like storm, Colossus, Nightcrawler mm-hmm. and Wolverine. Um, in the 70s. So it was Giant Size X-Men number one, and then they started the renumbering of the title, which was basically just doing reprints but, during that time. But so it's basically the same as saying like Gen X or New Mutants. Like they were a group together called Giant Size X-Men, and now they're just doing like rehashings of that. No, it's like an annual oh, or okay. like it's like it's just it's an extra large issue is what it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's multiple. To. It's yeah. like more than the typical 24 pages or whatever. But the best uh, Marvel title is Giant Size Man-Thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good. Well, I was laughing because it like you have to buy gl- if your hands are too small, you have to buy gloves to read it. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have that problem. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've never needed a baseball mitt. <laughs> All right. What else we got? So, um. Uh, Isaiah Bradley has been cast in the Falcon and Winter Soldier show on uh, Disney+. Plus. It is Carl Lumbly, who you might remember from Alias, and also is the voice of Martian Manhunter in the Justice League cartoon. A wonderful actor with one of the best voices I think I've ever heard outside of uh, James Earl Jones. It's so soothing, mm-hmm. and he was so good in Alias. like And he, so good as Martian Manhunter. Yeah. No, I'm very happy. Great casting call. Who uh, explain... The he's gonna be like the other Captain America. The first so Captain, America. Captain America was a successful experiment, but it wouldn't work on anybody else. Or was it before? It was before. Before, so yeah. they they basically, as you know, America would do, you know, work on fuck people, African Americans up first before they can pr- properly make something to give it yeah. to a white man. Yeah, it was a miniseries that came out in the two thousands called Captain America: The Truth, mm-hmm. and it was a kind of a retcon. And I remember reading it, thinking it was great. Good story, great art, and oh. all the fucking racists lost their shit. Uh, it's like, uh, how dare you retcon this, you social justice warrior fucking snowflake, before that language even existed. Yeah. It but is, it was so good. It is funny. The full title was Truth, Red, White, and Black, Yeah, mm-hmm. which is like... It does make sense, but it, like you would have flipped it. Why not it. red, black, don't, and blue? Don't do it because then that would also be like weird. Like I'm sure someone There's no that. appropriate color to switch it out with. You can't win. Well, no, because like red, black, and blue would make sense. But black and blue black is and white, though. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, when, oh, because it's black and white, white people. Yeah. Oh, I guess. I just would assume that black and blue it's is a big, negative because connotation. it's got to end on. Well, it's got black. the. It's got to end on the punchline. Yeah, if that makes but, sense. Yeah. I mean, it's not a joke, but it's got. What about end. black, white, and blue? <laughs> No, this is I don't even understand. You gotta lead. You gotta be. lead. No. Um, no. That, but anyways, uh, it's really good. I remember back like twenty years ago, whenever. Well, and he when was, everyone online was like, Will Smith should be, should be um, oh. Captain America, and I was like, this is the reason he shouldn't be Captain America for this series we're going right now it's with coming. Isaiah. Bray. They yeah. did pit because that we did have this conversation, I think, a little bit during the the Marvel One Thousand, because I think they brought him back for a hot second mm-hmm. to yes. mention what he was up to or that he was. Right. And he his, existed, or the history of Marvel, I think. His grandson was Patriot in the yeah. Avengers, right? Who yeah. they just kind of threw away and got a new Patriot. Who's the new Patriot? Uh-huh. I don't really know. He's from New England, though. White uh, Patriot. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of Marvel+, Plus, the Loki show will likely introduce Kang the Conqueror. It has not been confirmed yet, but a lot of various news sources are talking about it. Mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense, because uh, I think the Loki series is going to be very timey-wimey, to use a Doctor Who phrase. 
um, and uh, Kang makes a ton of sense and could end mm-hmm. up becoming the big bad for like Phase Four, Phase Five, and Phase since Six. There's of, multiple versions of him it, during different time periods. It works very well with, with who do Loki you th- traveling throughout. Yeah. yeah so who do you time. think that? Because there's like a I think there's what they have like the guys like the Spa version. There's the Iron Lad version. There's like who, is there like someone you think might actually fit? Because they're not going to introduce him as like the major. I think I don't know. MCU I don't think they're going to do the um, shoot Rama Tut. Yeah, Rama Tut is very fantastic for. It's also a most likely a white actor. If if it's going to be what's McCaw, what's his name? Who is oh, it Owen to Wilson? If it's Owen, no, if, no. If, if, it, if it's <laughs> Owen Wilson, there's no way he can play Robert Tut. I'm canceling my Disney like, Plus subscription if it's Owen Wilson. <laughs> that would be awful. But who would? Yeah, just the same. They haven't announced. Um, <laughs> would fucking love that. Owen Wilson is wow. 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 He's. I would love if they used him like <laughs> till the end of the new MCU fate, like Phase Seven. He's finally become real Kang the Conqueror, <laughs> and it's still Owen Wilson. <laughs> No, I just think it's weird that, you know, um, just going back, that one of the characters, Rama Tut, is like a white guy who's in charge of the entire, like, Egyptian, Egyptian civilization. Yeah. It's oh, weird. We'll they, would have, they would have to work on that a little bit to either, you know, recast. That's true. But what or I love, just ignore that entirely. What I do love about the Kang mythos is, like, his older version is trying to kill his younger version oh, yes. of Immortus and Kang. It's like, and Kang never wants to become Immortus. You never know which one is the dick in each one. Like, <laughs> exactly. any of them could be the hero at any moment, and the other one's the villain. Yeah, I love, do you remember the Avengers Forever miniseries? It's fucking of great. I yeah. loved that miniseries so much. It was really, really good. We'll be finding out in spring of 2021. I'm sure we'll have lots more news before then. So, um, the uh, She-Hulk uh, miniseries that's also going to be on Disney+, Plus. Uh, Thaddeus Ross is going to become the Red Hulk, or Rulk, as they called him in the comics. No, they didn't. They did. They did not call him the They called Rulk. him the fucking Rulk. Yeah. It's the stupidest fucking Don't even laziest it, it, Adam Kasari joke ever. His it, fucking it, it was name a is bad Thaddeus series. Thunderbolt it, Ross. Rulk? No, I just mean like these names are stupid. But Rolk, though. Don't Rulk. worry. It, it was a bad series that became better once a different writer came. Yeah, Jeff yeah, Lowe when was he became, And Rolk showed up during that bad period. He was so. Maroon Hulk and Mulk. Yeah. <laughs> Mulk. Yeah. Oh, I no, think he's more of a burgundy. <laughs> it's the colored Mulks, the, the colored Hulk squad. Uh, Polk and Gulk. Olk. Bulk. <laughs> Go Hulk. Anyways. Purple Hulk. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Hulk for a second, did you see, you know, Marvel has all their their action figures out and they have like an aboriginal Hulk and it seems from House of M and it seems it was bad in the comic mm. and it's bad as an action figure. And like, mm. is not, it? Oh, oh, no. Is it? Like, oh, because I was thinking I was thinking of albino Hulk. Aboriginal Hulk. Yeah, that's a little bit. Mm. Yeah, I don't really love it. So it got it's a little controversial. I hadn't heard this. Yeah, I just saw it on. No. But what I had heard, one of the news uh-huh. sites, and all right, this might be well, stupid. Had you had heard was <laughs> there's a stupid rumor that Sony might be uh, working on a Mysterio solo film, <coughs> which would also add into the idea that they're trying to build the Sinister, Sinister Six. Six. So, so this came out from like a source that's called the Illuminati. <laughs> okay. Wasn't Moving that on, for, wasn't uh, that also Empire for Loki? No. I'm pretty sure it's a different. There, there are lots of the stupid. There's a lot of the coming out. But just the same, I it, 
Do you guys want to move to LA, create a fun website name, and then just stand around on sets and try to listen in to what's going on? Like, how do they plant bugs in conference rooms? You you stand around, you've got like a trench coat and a beige hat with a press thing, and you're like, say, what's the haps? We need to all get into different companies. So, like, someone do Paramount, someone do Sony, someone do. Oh, I'm not fucking doing Sony. I call not not Sony. That's so funny. Ryan Kroll can do Disney. Sony's not here right now. It never even, I never even thought about it until now, though, but I'm like, because I'm like, who the fuck are the people that are always leaking shit? And I'm like, it's definitely like the assistants and the coordinators. They're just fucking it's in. you. It's me. People like you. They're bringing in lunch. <laughs> they're like, oh, what are you guys talking about? Or like, can you grab some? Because co- I'm like, who would give? Because like sooner or later, you'd find out who was giving away this information. And the studios like, would love to. I mean, they share that information intentionally all the time. But you, I think they're also producers and like studio heads who like basically tease that out and see what the reaction is Ah. well i mean think about it from like we all live in dc political news Mm -hmm. always comes from like uh, anonymous sources or unnamed sources so there's a news story of a couple days ago about oh uh uh uh, bill barr might uh the attorney general might actually resign because he's pissed off at the president and all his tweets and it's like no he's not he's just fucking putting this out there to like show he's quote-unquote independent from the white house and like clearly that's like that's a bullshit thing and the Washington Post should not have like leapt on that so like piece of shit. So I spreading writer. rumors about myself to test the waters. On Here's no one thing. cares about you, Adam. That's <laughs> the thing is that you've got to have something people want. I can't wait for like one of my friends to just be like, "Did you hear that Adam Stern do this?" Like, I don't care. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just like who? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you mean that ugly one? Oh, <laughs> the ugly not, one. You're not that ugly. Um. I was mean. I'm sorry. All right, let's move on to, <laughs> let's like move on to Empire news. Yeah, so Empire is the miniseries that's coming out from Marvel uh, with all the Skrulls and Kree and everything. And so there's two uh, miniseries that I'm really interested in. Uh, the first one is called The Union. It's led by a character named Union Jack. It is a UK-based uh, superhero team. And it's the reason I'm super interested in it is it's written by Paul Grist, who is a British writer. So they actually got somebody who understands like the... Um, the actual setting of where the team is going to be based. And he also did two wonderful miniseries. One called, uh, uh, it was basically like a Union Jack stand-in that he did for Marvel. It was called like Jack Staff. Mm-hmm. Did, did you remember reading that? No. Or uh, Clark? Okay. And then he also did a detective series called Kane. He wrote and drew both of them. He's a wonderful, quirky artist, but he's also a very good writer. So I'm excited for that tremendously. That looks cool. And then the second one, of course, is um, the X-Men are getting involved. And uh, it looks like it'll be in continuity with Dawn of X and it'll be like building on that kind of stuff. And so the first issue is uh, written by Jonathan Hickman and Teeny Howard. And the second issue is by uh, Jerry Dugan, uh, Benjamin Percy and Leah Williams. And it's supposed to be them dealing with going to, um, I'll say Granoa, uh, not Krakoa, but Genosha. Yes. And dealing with all like the undead mutants that are there <laughs> versus the aliens that are coming. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Also, I, I'm happy. Really, I, just, I love Union Jack. And this series has got to be better in terms of functionally explaining Britain than Excalibur oh, is yeah. incapable of. Well, Teeny Howard is, Good I think, American. I think she's American. Um, like Paul Gris being British is really oh, helpful. Yeah. And also wrote his own version of Union Jack with Jack Staff for right. Image Comics. Yeah, because yeah, when he. He pitched it. They didn't like it. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, fuck you. I'll do my I mean, own at the thing. same time, there was another one pitched. Um, was it Cornell? Did Cornell do one? I don't... Maybe Someone did a Union Jack that was really good. Okay. Shortly, was it Christos, Christos Gage, maybe? Or maybe, Mike Costa or something like that? It was shortly before um, MI13. Which is 
phenomenal. Uh, so uh, we've got a, a few more comics that we read this week, uh, two of which are in Dawn of X and one which is not. Uh, New Mutants number seven, Marauders number eight, and then Guardians of the Galaxy number two. Um, Adam, you want to take us away on Mara- or New Mutants New number Mutants. Yeah, seven? so it's definitely like it's an end or like not an end, but a beginning to the still continued space storyline of New Mutants. So they wrapped up Beacon. Uh, fairy woman or whatever the fuck her name was. <laughs> what? Angel? So yeah, what we got wasn't a great. I just I I'm, I'm just gonna gush over this episode while I'm the issue while I'm giving the uh, overview is essentially they skipped an entire issue um, about the escape and um, disappearance of the what were the fucking the weird like big person called commandos. Yeah, they. Yeah. So basically, death, com- death commandos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the death commandos. So they they basically skipped over what would have been a real issue six for them if they had actually had it, and yeah. skipped straight to issue seven, which was getting back and um, the Deathbird finally arriving. Them knowing that um, the the blue woman was a traitor. I like can't remember his name right now. Oh, she's Oracle. the uh, Oracle, Oracle was a yeah. traitor, and then landry what the fuck <laughs> the daughter of a landry professor x being like landry Sandra. she'll be like yo i like landry more. landry she's like you're all my advisors now so the entire issue is basically mostly uh sunspot narrating his own issue six and then continuing like his own journey and then staying with cannonball um, and buying their entire apartment complex and living there with Deathbird. Uh, I love the issue. I think it was a pretty good use of breaking the fourth wall, which is not a trope I normally like, uh, but uh, Roberto is just such a compelling character. I can read him all day. Here's what I'm slightly worried about. Uh-oh. Hickman has wrapped up this, and then it's going to go to the Ed Brisson run, and it's gonna they're going to combine the Earth-based, mm. like, younger generation mm. of mutants with the space ones except for sunspot who is by far the most interesting i know out of i'm them. bummed yeah. at the end of so this. i i i i was just like i was like oh that was so great and then i got really sad after yeah. i read it it's like if hickman is going to continue writing it and rod reese is going to continue drawing it cool bring everybody together we'll have you know sunspot in space he'll eventually come back uh, i mean they have the the gateways so not a problem but if it's you know ed briston is an okay writer he's fine he's done some stuff i've liked but like his issues of New Mutants have been really tough to read. I know that I was kind of a bitch when we first started reading this because I didn't fully have the connection with the characters. Bitch, you're still a bitch now. I, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a loving bitch of this series, um, particularly obviously the space. Like this episode, this or this issue is my fifth comic. Like I love everything about it. I love D and D fight. Like I love like that was nice. It's such a funny and like. I feel like was it like movie critics who say irreverent? Like I don't even know what the words means. But it's like it was just such a thoughtful, <laughs> oh no, thoughtful reading. Experience. I just really liked it. Like it just made me smile. It was so uh, earnest. It was really well done. Like I believed all of it. Well, it wasn't just like people putting on airs to sound like a cool sure. comic. I thought yeah. it was amazing. I remember back in the olden days when you didn't like this comic and you said it was your least favorite. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm willing to admit mm-hmm. both, Clark. That's good. <laughs> But I only want every issue now just to be they always skip one issue ahead. Uh-huh. They do a D and D fight. I want to stop like, growing. <laughs> Leave it here. Um, Clark, do you want to take us into Marauders? Mar- no, you Mar- can do it. You want me to do more otters? <laughs> yes. Or I can read this. Well, Kate's dead, but Lockheed's alive, and the Fenris twins are now the Black Knights. 
And Bobby becomes a badass, it seems. And Storm and Emma share a nice moment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just reading what they wrote. Yeah, on this actually, thing. that's pretty good. Well, you know what? If I had actually read what was originally written down, I would have remembered everybody's name for Zoom Mutants, which I didn't. I just put the phone away and looked up. And no, I just read what you guys wrote. Um, I, I did like there was a bit of foreshadowing with Fenris. They they prefer white. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, I'm like, okay, calm well, down. Because you're racist also. Yeah. <laughs> and so they Their were father the, was a well-known Nazi. They're yeah. the Von Stuckers from... Von Strucker. Well, no, obviously it's in the Smucker. Stuck, Smuckers? <laughs> yeah. Von, no, they're Stucker? the Von Trapps. Von Smuckers. They left Austria. I'm Raspberry and this is Blue. Yeah. <laughs> they're the Smothers Brothers. Smothers Brothers. <laughs> um, no, but so they're the ones from, what was that shitty Fox show? Gifted. Gifted. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you remember that? But they're in they the were comics. Like their grandparents. Yeah, no, I know. We yeah. talked about that before, but yeah. I just thought, I mean, I think I thought the issue was really good. Um, I like all the moving pieces. I think Storm and White Queen's exchange, Emma's exchange was fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, they brought about. I'm really glad they brought back the moment where Storm was just screaming on a mountain about being people being resurrected, and I was like, "No, that was a good thing you did." That. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked that there were more sinister secrets. Uh, in yeah, the book too. exactly. Uh, I do want to digest those at another probably point in time because I know we're getting close. Um, I think I think that this version of Iceman is what I really wanted to see more of. In the Cena Grace version, take him out, yeah. Which is something that we've seen uh, a lot in this in the Marauder storyline, which is creative and somewhat terrifying uses of power. Yeah, and I think that having Bobby be balanced between this like kind of goofy, joking person who can also do something truly horrific, like break off someone's arm with ice. Uh, and not to mention, he's an Omega level mutant. Yeah. Well, I, and I think that's like <clears throat> it's such a funny thing. Like it's. This is definitely the biggest issue, but even in Wolverine, like they're taking out of like the Sunday. A lot of the comics, especially for X Men, are very more Sunday morning cartoonish, and like that sort of level of display where it's like we can't kill anybody, but we're sure is gonna fuck like completely you mutilate you. Sunday morning cartoons. Sun- did I say Sunday? Yeah. Before we move on to the next, no, they're comic- church cartoons. Yeah. Seven Hundred Club. Yeah, Donkey Delicious opens the Bible. Donkey <laughs> Delicious opens. The I saw Bible. that movie this Jesus morning Christ. before I got out of bed. Wait, was it he with Pamela Anderson? Yeah, it's on MormonBoys.com. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what I thought. The uh, before we move on to the next comic, I wanted to do a quick Storm watch. How do you think they wrote Storm in this issue, Adam? Uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. She fucking slapped the shit out of Emma, and then she's like, "You know what?" I'm glad I got to do that, but now things are getting really crazy. <laughs> I got that out of my system. <laughs> I love that Emma basically said, I can turn into diamond form if you want to keep that slapping was, yeah, me. The whole, they, their whole exchange was actually, that felt to me like what Storm would sound like versus yeah. screaming on a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> She's very versatile. She yeah. can do both. You know. Do you want to, Brett, do you want to go over Guardians of the Galaxy number two? Um, sure. So we were in space. Uh, so they are the, currently the new gods are rising up and um, they have a super-powered city. It's all the Greek gods, but in some kind of reincarnated super-powered form. Um, I'm going to call it Space Mykonos. We've got got Marvel Boy saving Hercules in one of the most homoerotic uh, scenes without being explicitly gay, as in a kiss on the cheek, uh, that I've seen in comics in a while. And ultimately... um, Everyone has to get off the city mm-hmm. and escape, except for Peter Quill, who mm-hmm. ends up sacrificing himself with this 
kind of weird dimensional bomb that goes somewhere we know not. Can we talk so he's about... not really dead because obviously they're just going yeah. to another dimension. Of course. But yeah. can we talk about Marvel Boy and Hercules? Yes. Oh, this is not even slightly surprised. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, but isn't it good? I am <laughs> like so in... Of course I'm into stick. it. It's great. Because Hercules doesn't seem like he's saying no at any point. No. Oh, no, no. Well, Hercules is well, remember, canonically remember when bi. He fucked up. Uh, oh, wait, fucked really? North Star? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there yep. was one when when Hercules died, and then he didn't die, of course. Yeah, it um, would... there was one scene in the death issue, like the funeral issue, where it was all the women he'd slept with throughout that series came back, and they were like, you know, all the people who he, you know, blah blah blah, sex, 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 and then you suddenly see like a flash of North Star running by I as like part of that. Yeah, yeah. And there was controversy when they tried doing another Hulk miniseries, I want to say Hercules. five years ago, when yeah, uh, yeah. Alex Alonzo was still editor, mm-hmm. and they were they were not going to delve into the fact that Hercules they, had any same-sex relationships. They were adamant oh. that he's straight. Yeah, and I was like, this is this is actually homophobic. Like, no, we yeah. throw that word around. You're loud, erasing it. It was yeah. very weird. Um, it was super what bad. I fully Well, it's by erasure, which isn't worth But what I fully don't understand is how the fuck does Hercules' pants stay on? <laughs> It's a superpower. Like it's, it is literally like he's got a huge dick, and it's like no, that would make it worse. It would just pull them down. No, it's like it's it's like like pushing up. It's so tight, and his dick's so big that it's pushing the pants. Yeah, and his dick goes up. Oh, his dick. Yeah, it's like have you ever like hung uh, a jacket on like a corner of a chair? I've hung a jacket on a corner of a chair. Definitely. That's that's what it's like. How did you make that (laughs) sexual? (laughs) 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 Um, Sexy thing ever. I. Again, I'm willing to admit my failures. I'm really glad that we're reading this series, even though the previous run ended, because I like this issue and this storyline. God, why are you talking, I'm talking so like, quiet, creepy? I, don't know. It's very I mean, ASMR. this is bringing us into Empire much more than any other series we should be, we should be um, reading right now. I, Al Ewing's a great writer, and Juan Cabal is a great artist. Um, Can we like, talk about Phyla and Moondragon having like casual coffee in their brains? I Talk about that it. That was great. They just have the mental connection. I wish. Oh, what if we had a gay couple and a lesbian couple in <laughs> one in one comic? That I mean, to be and fair, and then a raccoon. I know, well, that's like to be fair. Like considering, I assume this is like a pretty well-selling like comic series because everyone loves the movie stuff. Like I'm sure it's kind of up and down, but like that's pretty prog- like it's a pretty progressive like oh, yeah. issue in comic overall. So I'm absolutely. Uh, I'm uh, can we talk about how the automatons were just dead people with masks on themselves? That was a little weird. Yeah. Very and, creepy. Uh, I'm glad that Peter Quill was freaked out by it. Yeah. Very strange. But great, great, uh, um, great issue. It's awesome. So next week we're going to have uh, X-Men number seven, X-Force number eight, and then the first of the giant-sized uh, books, it's Jean Grey and Emma the Frost. One that I'm assuming, well, you're obviously most excited for. Yeah, I really am. Mostly for Emma. Yeah. Gene, you know, Gene's getting to be a better character, but I'm like still not a big fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we'll have more news uh, and various conversations that we'll have. I so guess. you can find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes. We're on Twitter, Spotify. I think technically we're on Instagram, but why? And we're also yeah. on. Uh, we're also on OnlyFans now. Yeah. So come check out Homo Superior on OnlyFans. It's mostly just Adam eating pepperoni. It, well, I was gonna say if you the, make depending it. on which person you find the most attractive, that's the one that's on OnlyFans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. So bye.